Welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyons podcast. We hope that this message encourages you and blesses you. Again, thank you for joining us today. Uh, isn't it beautiful to hear Brother Martin's uh, singing? You know, he's got that he's got that Latin flavor going on, right? <laughs> I don't know why, but he we love that. We love that about him. And we're certainly going to miss him, but as he pointed out, it won't be the last time you see him. He's family. He's always going to be welcome here in the future, anytime he wants. Amen? Amen. And everybody said, Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. They can't. They already miss you, Martin. They already miss you, brother. So, hey, um, those of you that are watching via uh, other platforms online, we welcome you as well. Uh, we understand that not everybody can be here during these times, and, and we get it. So. Uh, we are taking precautions, as we have been for quite a while now, and we just continue to encourage you to be here if you can. If not, watch us from online, and uh, it's a pleasure to come into your homes today. Yeah. Amen. But today, I want to talk to you uh, about uh, a servant of God. I've titled this sermon today, A Servant of God, and I want to honor my brother-in-law, Martin. Because how many know that in the Bible it does say that we are to give honor to whom honor is due. Amen. And uh, it doesn't have to be a pastor. It doesn't have to be a, a pastor's wife. But it's somebody that is due the honor. You give them, you reciprocate, you give them that honor. Amen. But can you believe it? A little over two years ago I had a conversation with my brother Martin. I said, hey, um, um, you know, I know he's a talent. He's, he's good on the guitar. But more importantly... He was a believer in Christ. Yes. And I said, we could sure use your help with uh, guitar and, uh, and helping us with worship. And he immediately, he didn't question it. He, he loved the idea. He said, I get to play with my nieces. I get to come and, and enjoy Anna's food after service. Yeah, I'm there. And so he, he came a little over two years ago. I can't believe it's been two years already. It just flies by. Am I the only one or is everybody else out there going, it's been two years already? But it was, it was two years ago in October at this time when we need someone to play the guitar. And Martin stepped up. And he's been a musical mentor to my daughters, Raquel, Bianca, as well as to Nigel, as well as to uh, others here in our, in our church. But specifically to them, um, I, I love that, that he had that attitude of, let me come in and, and be a, a blessing to you. Yeah. But here's what Martin did realize at that time. At that particular moment, you see, God's plan was not only to bring us a blessing, but to be a blessing to him. Yeah. You see, God wanted to renew his spirit refresh his mind and, and put it back in a place where he knew it should have been. And God renewed his heart, put that fire and passion back in his heart, and he put him in a place where it refreshed his soul. Yes. Amen. You see, Martin needed us just as much as we needed him at that time. Our loving father, and how many know we serve a good, good father? Amen. Our loving father has a way of orchestrating those things. How many of you have had occasions where a door closes, where another door opens? All of us have had something similar to that. See, our loving Father knows what's best for us. We may question it at that time, going, 
uh, I don't understand what's going on, but our Heavenly Father knows exactly what we need. Yes, Amen. hallelujah. Hey, before we go any further, and I've got more words to share, I want to invite Martin up here at this time because I want him to just share a, a quick testimony. So give him a big hand as he comes up. And he's going to share from uh, that microphone there. And uh, you're welcome to stand right up here, Martin. And anywhere you'd like up here. Just tell us a little bit about what these last two years has meant to you in terms of uh, you being blessed, what it's meant overall. Off and on, I think it's been a little, it's almost been like three years. Um, I wasn't serving God at the time, but I always loved music. I always loved singing for God. It was the only person I knew to sing for. Other friends would say something like, you like it when you get to sing in front of 500 people, huh? And I, and I thought, no, because even like here when the pandemic was strong and nobody was here, even if I just closed my eyes, I'm just singing to one person. And that's God. And one friend says, every song sounds like a love song. Like, you sing a love song. They don't sound like worship songs. And I go, to me, they are love songs. At the time, I wasn't going to church. A couple years after my mom passed away, I realized I didn't have that fire anymore inside. I don't know if you guys remember, at first when I came back, I would say, that God would place a fire inside all of us because I knew what it was like to have your fire die. And... Honestly, that's a scary thing. If you haven't experienced where for eight years you don't feel anything from God or for anybody, that's an ugly feeling. But God had a plan. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. And uh, He made me come here and He made me fall in love with people. And uh, right away I, I fell in love with the quirks. Fell in love with Vasquez's. Basically, I fell in love with all, all, all you guys. Yes. You know, it was exciting to watch Nigel get excited over music. It was excited. I was excited to be able to play with my nieces. I mean, I remember God telling me one day when I was contemplating, you know, is that where I want to be? God just said, uh, you help a lot of other people. You help, you help a lot of other kids. How come you don't help your nieces? And the neatest thing that I could think of doing is serving with my nieces, and serving with my sisters, serving with my brother-in-law's. At the same time, I thought, if this church doesn't grow, it's, it's still a perfect church. Everybody loves each other. You don't see that in churches. The only thing I would pray for you guys is to continue having that fire burning inside. Yeah, same and like I said earlier, commit yourself one to another. Yes. Commit yourself to your pastors. Pastors are committed. They're all with it, and they should be committed. Because it's crazy the way they think about They don't do it for themselves. They do it for God's people, congregations. You guys don't get to see it here, but there are a lot of churches where they don't appreciate that. All they want to do is criticize the pastor and their family because they don't do it exactly the way they want, but it was different here. I remember bringing Angel and Laura with me. Angel would go, we get snack time. <laughs> I used to love snack time. For those of you who remember that, he loved snack time. And... Uh, I love snack time too because I got to talk to different people. And that's why one time I called Brenda, I called her Deborah, and she started calling me Bob, and she's been calling me Bob ever since. <laughs> but that's what's been fun about this church. I've gotten to serve, I said I got to serve under two awesome pastors. There are three pastors actually. Pastor Paul Lindo, who is now in his 80s. Um, I've known him for almost 40 years. 
my brother-in-law Rick, who, to me, and I've seen a lot of pastors, he's an awesome minister. Yeah. Your pastors, I remember one time my niece Raquel, she goes, or Bianca, I don't remember who was looking at me, and they're looking at my eyes, and they can see that while they're talking to me, I'm looking past, and she goes, oh, cute, like what? She goes, you love your sister. I go, well, of course I love my She goes, no, your eyes, you love your sister. And it said I was watching my sister Anna walk up to each family and really love them. And like I said, I've seen a lot of ministers, and some of them love some of their church members just because they want them to keep being church members. But as I was watching my sister Anna walk to each of the ladies and even some of them, I could see she genuinely wanted to talk to each one. And I go, this is a nice church to be at. And so I didn't think I was going to be sad to, you know, say goodbye. It, although, like I said, it's not a goodbye, but it kind of is. Um, I thank God for each and every one of you. Some of, some of, brother, your wife's not here. I, I miss her. I miss her and her whole family. I miss your father-in-law. Yes. You know, and I know that I'm going to miss seeing you guys, maybe not on a daily basis, but knowing, you know, from, oh, there's going to be a picnic on Saturday, or, oh, they're going to have this after church, or whatever it is, or at pastor's house, they're all going to, they're all going to come down, if one comes down, they're all going to come down, I'm going to miss things like that, um, I'm also going to miss watching my two nieces and Nigel, continue on a daily basis, get better at their instruments and, and at whatever they do, whether it's electronics, you know, all this video stuff that I have no clue on what they do and can't understand how they've taught themselves how to do it, how Nigel's taught himself music, my nieces have taught themselves music. That's where I'm going to miss, I think, the most. Apart from my sisters, I'm going to miss those three. Well, the most, most I'm going to miss is going to be Andrew, of course. And say, go Warriors! Yeah, baby. <laughs> there we go. I'll even say, go Niners, just for you, not for my brother in law. Yes. But I'll say it for you, go Niners. Thank you. <laughs> but I love each and every one of you very much. God has been good, and God has, He brought me back, and He resurrected my life. And I thank this church for being part of that resurrection. I'll always remember that, that this is where I got resurrected. Yes, amen. 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 If I could have the ushers get the lights, we have a little uh, slideshow we want to put on, PowerPoint demonstration, so why don't you enjoy this for the next uh, minute and 30 seconds.
those are just some of the pictures, some of the memories that we all have, and there's many more that can be uh, shared today. But let's continue here. Um, I have a message that I want to just speak on briefly, and again, I've titled this "A Servant of God." If you'll find your Bible or your electronic device and go to Philippians, the book of Philippians, chapter four, and if you'll stand with me for the reading of God's word, Philippians chapter four, starting in verse ten. Let's have everyone stand, and uh, I'm going to begin my reading in verse 10. This is the Apostle Paul speaking here to the church at Philippi. And he begins in verse 10 by saying, But I rejoice in the Lord greatly, that now at last you have revived your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned before, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak from want, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. I know how to get along with humble means, and I also know how to live in prosperity. And in any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need. I can do all things through Him who strengthens me. Nevertheless, you have done well to share with me in my affliction. If I can have you jump down to verse 18. But I have received everything in full and have an abundance. I am amply supplied, having received from Epaphroditus what you have sent, a fragrant aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God, and my God will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, again, we thank you for this time. We thank you for your word. We pray in the next few moments that anointing would come upon us, that we would open our hearts and give us understanding, Lord, that we might be better and stronger believers today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And everyone said, Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Amen. Say this with me. My God will supply all your needs according to His riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Amen. All your needs. All your needs. I've seen that in your lives here today. I've seen that in many of your lives as I've, as I've gotten to know you as your pastor. That God has met your needs above and beyond. And I want to encourage you today just like we encouraged Martin a couple of years ago, God is going to meet your need, brother. God is going to meet your need. And he could tell you here today of testimonies and testimonies of, of examples in his life where God has met that need. And God is continuing to meet that need today. Amen. Amen? But today is a divinely orchestrated day. Do you know that? Today, it's not by accident that you're here today. It really isn't. I, I may have called you or texted you. But you are here divinely. God knew that you would be here today to hear this message today. See, God knew this day was coming. And, and I want to remind each of you, well, you may be thinking, you know, as we celebrate today, well, yeah, Martin's leaving. We're not going to have a guitar player. We're not going to have that bubbly guy that comes up and talks to you about how, how's the Raiders doing and how they're doing in Vegas and all that stuff. No. <laughs> I just want to remind you, the Lord never leaves us lacking. He never leaves you lacking. Amen? Amen. God will always meet your need and supply your, your needs. Amen? Amen? He provides for each of us every single day. 
every single day that you look towards Him, He will supply your need. In the early church, if you read the Gospels, we read about a pattern that there were people that would help other churches. They would be sent from one church to another. And in the scriptures I just read, there was a gentleman, a fellow named Epaphroditus. And he was one of those gentlemen. He was actually sent from one church to another church to go be a blessing to Paul. And, you know, that's what we need to exhibit too, is that kind of attitude of, yes, Lord, send me. Yes, Lord, send me. We have a Mexico mission trip. Yes, Lord, send me. Uh, we have an opportunity to minister over here at Walmart. Yes, Lord, send me. Whatever it may be. Send me, Lord. Yes. And it's interesting to note, and I didn't read it, but in the preceding chapters, specifically chapter 2, Paul uses these words to describe Epaphroditus. He says, he says three significant terms to characterize his bond with this gentleman, with this fellow uh, laborer. He says, he's my brother, my fellow worker, and my fellow soldier. I believe, and I believe you would agree with me that Martin is that to our church yes. today. He is our brother, our fellow worker, and our fellow spiritual soldier. Amen? Can I get an amen? Amen. Because that was a good place for an amen right there. Amen. <laughs> How many would agree that Churches need many more people like Epaphroditus. We all do. We need people like Epaphroditus that are willing to say, Yes, Lord, send me. I'll go. I'll take care of that need. I truly believe that Martin did that a little over two years ago. And he had done that even prior. He had come and visited us over the years and played on occasion. But when he committed, he did exactly what this fellow did in the New Testament, Epaphroditus, in, in, in the book of Philippians. So for the next few moments, I just want to speak to you on three blessings that I believe Martin has given us here at Foothill Christian American Canyon. Number one, and I believe you saw that this morning or this afternoon. Number one, he, he taught us how to worship with all our heart. Yeah. Worship with all your heart. The scripture says in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 18 that Paul declares that the gift he received was like a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. You see, when, when sacrifice, when worship goes up, it's, a, it's, a, it's an aroma. It's a fragrance that comes up to Almighty God, to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And he says, mm, I love that. That's worship. I love that. I love when my son, when my daughter begins to cry out to me and begins to worship. And the Lord says, I love that. Husbands, just like you, when you go, hmm, honey, what is that fragrance? I love that. You know, when she goes out and buys that new fragrance and that, that gets your attention, right? Well, in the same way, it gets God's attention when you worship. And I believe that Martin here, every time he comes, he gives us that worship with all of his heart. Amen? Amen? See, worship is entering into the presence of God. It's entering into the presence. It's entering into a, a place of stillness or emotion. Oftentimes you'll find yourself tearing up, crying when, you're, when you truly worship the King of Kings. You yeah. can't help yourself. Right. God takes you to a place that maybe you weren't ready, but He brings you there. Amen? Amen. And there's a cleansing that happens. 
There's a cleansing, there's a renewing of your, of your spirit that happens. Oftentimes, just like this afternoon, prior to the Mass, I, I would be worshiping up here on the front row, and Martin would be leading us in a song, and I'd look, and I'd see his eyes closed, and I'd see him just straining to get every word out, because he was caught up in that moment. How many know what I'm talking about? He was caught up in that moment, sharing worship to God. See, it wasn't just something to do up here to display a talent. This was something that he was giving to Almighty God, and he just took you along for the ride. Yeah. Amen? That's what worship is all about. It's when you get on your knees, spiritually speaking, and you begin to cry out to Almighty God, Lord, you are worthy. You are worthy. Holy God, holy God, you are worthy of my praise. And Martin, I believe, has shown us how to worship with all of our heart. Yeah. Amen? Amen? And when, when we see that happening, know this church, it's a sweet-smelling aroma, a fragrance that rises up into the heavenlies, and God Almighty receives it. Amen. He receives it from each of you. Amen. Amen. Don't go through the motions is real, literally what he was teaching us, because he brought it every time. He brings it every time. And God expects that of each of us. Bring it every time. Bring it every time. The second thing I believe he shared with us in these last two years is worship as a family. Worship as a family. Now, you all know Martin, and he's declared it this, this afternoon. Anna is, is, uh, is, is his sister. Gloria is his sister. I'm his brother-in-law and so forth. Gregory is his brother-in-law. But when Martin first showed up, he, he pointed that out in his testimony. He quickly fell in love with each of you. Quickly. Uh, he, he first didn't know you all. He was trying to figure out who these people were. He had never met before. But he quickly fell in love with Andrew. I mean, I don't know how anybody can't fall in love with Andrew. Amen? Amen. And, and he fell in love with each of you. He would have a conversation with each of you. He would begin to care about you and speak to you like he had known you all his life. How many know this afternoon that's how, that's how he treats everybody? Yeah. Our church adopted Martin right away as he became the newest member of our church at that time. And, and so here's the thing. Because he felt so in love with each of you, he became transparent with each of us. And let me tell you about a family. A family, a true family is transparent with each other. That means husbands and wives, we talk about feelings. Men say feelings. Feelings. I know that was hard, huh? Say it again for me, please. Feelings. We, we talk about our feelings with our wife. We become transparent. That's what a true family does. Children, you do the same. You, you just get honest. Because let me tell you, it, unless you get transparent, you remain stuck in the same rut Forever. For, it's a cycle. And, and one of the things I loved about Martin, as he worshipped as a family, he taught us how to do that. He would get transparent up here. And you only get transparent when you feel comfortable around family. Amen? Have you notice that? I, I guarantee you most of you will not be getting transparent tomorrow at work. Or, or uh, you know, wherever you may be going tomorrow. But when you get home today for dinner, you will get transparent with your honey, with your children. There will be moments of transparency. And that's what I believe Martin taught us here. 
He would express his innermost feelings while he was worshiping. He yeah. would stop and pause and give a moment of reflection of what he was going through or what the Lord had laid on his heart. Yes. That's when you truly connect with your family. When you truly connect in those moments. There's a scripture, a few scriptures found in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 that I want to read. Starting in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verses 4 through 7. And look at that, we have it up there behind me. Love is patient and kind. This is for you, my brother. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoings, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. And you see, when we worship as a family, those things are done so easily. Yes. Those things just flow. The love just flows. The patience flows. Oh, that's family. I'm going to give that person my understanding. It flows. Let's learn to worship as a family. Let's learn to be transparent with each other. Martin, we will always be family. Whether you're here in American Canyon or Sacramento or wherever the road may take you. Amen? You've shown us that loving one another is truly the answer. You, you, you were no respecter of persons. That means you didn't treat anybody differently. You treated everybody equally, even if they were a 49er fan. Amen. <laughs> and then the third and final point was worship with thankfulness. He taught us to worship with thankfulness. And what I mean by that is uh, Psalms 100 and verse 4 says the following. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and enter into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. You may have heard Martin say that on certain occasions, that we enter his gates with thanksgiving and then we enter into his courts with praise. That's part of the worship process. Did you know that? In order to, to get to the presence of God, to the to where his spirit exists, where his spirit lives, there's a process. You don't just barge into a king's palace. Amen. There's a protocol. Did you know that? There's a protocol. You enter into his gates with thanksgiving. You say, you begin to say, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for all the things you've done for me. Yeah. I thank you for saving my sins and giving me a new, a, a new life, a second chance, sure. a third chance, a tenth chance. There's a protocol. And then you begin to praise him. Lord, I praise you for your loving kindness. I praise you for your faithfulness. I praise you because you're so good to me. There's a protocol. And he always did that every time he worshiped with us. He taught us to worship with thankfulness. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Martin, thank you for faithfully coming from Sacramento every Sunday to worship with us and giving God thanks. Even though he would come in the rain all the way from Sacramento every Sunday in, in the heat when he didn't have an air conditioner, he'd still come and he came faithfully. And then finally, Martin, I want to thank you for the things that outside my family nobody saw. And I'm talking about the things like after church we'd wrap up and we'd go home. He'd always be invited over to our house. And we cook him up some meals, lunch, dinner, and he'd be there, of course, eating, fellowshipping with us. 
But the important things that I'm talking about are the times where he's hanging out with my daughters, hanging out with Anna, uh, teaching my daughters a new song in Spanish, or trying to teach them, I should say, a song in Spanish, teaching them new chords on the guitar, or even on the keyboard. And uh, he, he would just gravitate towards that. And he's a teacher. He's, he's loving kind uh, to his family. And that, that goes for all of you. He would take that time to do that with each of you. But there were so many instances like that that none of you ever saw. That as Anna and I stepped back and watched, we could only just say, thank you, Lord. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Because as he pointed out, he wasn't always there. He hadn't been there for a while. And here he was, not only serving God, but now imparting into a younger generation. Imparting into his nieces. Imparting into his sister again. I mean, those were moments that you can't capture. They're just, you live in that moment and you enjoy that moment. Yeah. Amen. My daughters will forever be indebted to their uncle, their Theo Martin, because of that time that he spent. See, nobody forced him to do that. Nobody asked him to do that. But he went above and beyond. They'd be playing, they'd be practicing and doing worship. And then they'd do another two hours of it at home. It was just beautiful to see. Those are things that I thank you for. Helping them with their confidence. Mentoring them along the way. I thank you, Martin. Thank you. And as I conclude this Sunday afternoon, I just want to remind you, Martin is still part of our Foothill family. Yeah. Can I get an amen? amen? He's still part of our family. In fact, let me tell you this. He's still in com uh, direct communication with uh, Pastor Hadith in our Mexico Tijuana church. He's our direct contact with Foothill. Uh, so that's not going to change. He's developed a rapport with him and he's going to continue to communicate any needs that they have so that we can continue to support them in the future. So he'll continue to do that. And hopefully he can join us on future mission trips. Amen? Again, Martin has a church in Sacramento that he's been plugged into. And I'm thankful and I rejoice that he gets to go back to the church, to the pastor that married Anna and I 26 years ago. We know him. And uh, it's going to be a great opportunity for Martin to be plugged back into that church. But Martin, I know that while the, the Lord opens doors and then closes some doors, you're always welcome here, brother. Amen. Anytime. You are always welcome here. Amen. Our church has been blessed. Amen. Yeah. How many would agree our church has been blessed over the years? Yeah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, I, I want you to sing this last song, whatever you have on your heart. I want you to close us out with this song. And then at the conclusion of that song, I want to have him come up here. Anna and I are going to lay hands on him. We're going to pray for him. We've actually got a, a gift from the church that we'd like to give him as well. Um, and then uh, we'll dismiss. All right, so why don't you stand your feet as we close in one last song this afternoon. Thank you, Father. I love you, Lord. Oh.
we love you. We thank you. We exalt thee. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you that, Lord, we get to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Give him a hand clap, church. He's worthy of your praise. He is worthy of your praise today. And we thank you, Lord, for the times, the season that, that we've had with Martin here in this church, for the many, many memories that individuals here have made with him over the years. Some funny, some hilarious, some just moments of just reaching out to God. We pray, Father, those blessings would continue. Those memories would last forever. And again, Father, we thank you for this wonderful day. Now we're going to take the time, Lord, to pray a blessing on Brother Martin. Hey, brother, if you would come up here. And Anna and I are going to pray for you. We'll do this the right way. Amen. And I want you to, uh, to just as we pray, just stretch your hand forward and pray and, and let the Spirit of God fall upon you yes. right now. So, Heavenly Father, we pray right now in the name of Jesus. We pray for my brother Martin. I pray, Lord, that your blessings will follow him, Lord. They will be upon him, Father. Everywhere he goes, every step he takes, Father, that, Lord, you continue to be a light into his path. Lord, that you would direct him and guide him. Lord, that you would grant him wisdom, Father. Uh, Lord, that you would go before him in every area of his life, Father. Lord, that you would lead him and guide him as he leans on you, as he trusts on you, Father. I pray that, God, that you would, Lord, just give him clarity for his future. Give him clarity for his, uh, his job, employment, Father, and everything that he needs right now, Father. I pray, God, that you give him direction. I pray, God, that you give him peace about it. I pray, Lord, as clarity begins to fall upon him, Lord, that he would seek you all the days of his life, that he would walk with you all the days of his life, Father. We pray that, Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Father, in the happy way, we pray a blessing upon you, Father, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, that he has served here. We thank you, Lord, that he has demonstrated his love towards our family here. Thank you, Father, for the many Sundays and the many times during the week that he's been with us, Father. And we pray and we release him back into, into ministry, Lord, in another place, Father, that your blessings would go before him, Father. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father. Now may the Lord bless you, and the Lord keep you, the Lord be gracious to you, and the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen and amen and amen and amen. And one last thing, we love you. And we have that envelope, the large, yes, that we want to give to you. This is just a little token of our appreciation for you from Foothill Christian. God bless you, my brother. Yes. Thanks for listening. For more information, be sure to check out our Facebook page at Foothill Christian American Canyon.